0: Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, where we explore all aspects of a modern-day yogi's lifestyle. Don't worry if you missed Burning Man, Wanderlust, or Coachella, or if your yoga pants are stretched out and your kombucha is flat. Guess who's here to save the day? Anne and Mary Claire Sweet. Try keeping up with the sweets as they explore the lifestyles of yogis. Uncover exciting yoga trends. Hang out with teachers who are keeping it real. The power of superfoods and the trending music in the studios. Together, they will be joined by a hip and present group of
1: people who show up for you. Yay. Welcome, everyone, to the High Vibe Podcast, where we explore all aspects of a modern day yogi's lifestyle. Just text the word High Vibes to the number 21000 to opt in to our weekly vibe. Or guess what, Byron? What? You can find us on iTunes now. Oh, cool. I know, it's so exciting. You know, you kind of feel like you've just made it when you You're get legitimate. like um, yeah, you are so legit. <laughs> and of course, we're also on SoundCloud so you guys can kind of just find us everywhere. And I just want to say hello to our sound warrior Byron Filson from Villain Rec- Recording Studio. How are you? I'm
0: doing well. How have you been, Anne?
1: Gosh, I haven't seen you for so long. I know. Have
0: oh, you been traveling a lot?
1: All over the country. Cool. I know. From That's fun, though. Me- from New York to Stockton, California. Wow. Spent a week in Estes Park, Colorado. I did like a 14er, but I started in the middle and went up, but it was just crazy wild and so fun. Good for you. Yeah, so um, I know we talked a little bit about baseball, and I told you I went to the Cubs game and the Dimebacks game last night. It wasn't super fun, but <laughs> I have got this amazing person in the studio with me today, and his name is Donnie Starkins. Yay! Hello! Woo! So Donnie and I met, gosh, how many years ago? Three? Uh, probably f- four, four years ago. When you were kind of just entering... This new phase of your life, sure. becoming a yoga teacher. And we met somehow and then made the connection that we both were Nebraskans in a way.
0: Yes, we were. <laughs> or, yes, I was at one time for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Donnie, you know, I feel like seriously, most people that are listening to this podcast probably already know who you are. And, um, you know, Donnie is one of the most amazing yoga teachers. I love going to your classes they're super just, I don't know, they've got everything incorporated into them. Like you can pull out whatever you want. If you want like a real power class or just a softer, gentler vinyasa. And you know, that's the great thing about your teaching method is that people feel that they can kind of just express themselves in your class, however they want. So I love going to your classes. Um, Or you may have seen Donnie at all the yoga festivals around the country, where have you been this summer? I mean, you've been everywhere. Uh,
0: let's see. I've I've led a few retreats in, I've been to Hawaii, uh, Kauai. I've been to, I led a retreat in Sedona, Arizona. I just got back from That's Bryant right. Park, um, teaching in New York City at yeah. Bryant Park, and then also at Sky Team Yoga uh, in Brooklyn.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So MC mm. and I were like, what is it with Donnie Starkins? He's everywhere. How, what's, how, how are you, you know, tell me about New York. How did you get to do that wonderful event? Um, last
0: year I was asked. So last year Yoga Journal sponsored the event this year. It, um, shifted over to Guy M was mm. the main sponsor, but last year just through some connections with Yoga Journal, um, they had asked me to come out and lead their Brian Park yoga series. And, so, so last year cool. was amazing. This year was, you know, probably better. You know, last year it was on a Tuesday morning. They have them on Tuesday mornings yeah. and then Thursday nights. And this this time I got to do it on a Thursday night. Um, but regardless, the experience of actually teaching outside oh, wow. in the middle of the city, <clears throat> in one of the, you know, the busiest cities in the world. Right. Um, and to be able to actually be leading a class and be the true, the calm within the storm very powerful experience very cool. spiritual just very it's great to to travel anywhere and and teach and and share my passion uh which is carrying the message of of love and yoga and mindfulness
1: yeah i know and you do that i mean you people can see you doing that you know i feel like your journey um and i know a little bit about your story but um your journey kind of all started when you you thought you were going to be a professional baseball player. You played in college and then you had an injury. And then tell us kind of like from that point on, how did, how did you get to this space?
0: Yeah. So um, growing up here is actually my senior year. So my ties to you and ties to Nebraska were were that my junior year in college I actually played at University of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I was a Cornhusker for one year. Yay, my grad! Um, an Arizona boy going out to Nebraska was a bit of culture shock for me. It was an amazing <laughs> experience, but you know this yeah. this Arizona boy at some point during the winter hadn't seen the sun in like four months. Yeah. Um, and I'm just you know if you're if this is all you know, which you know Phoenix yeah. winter sun shining, and then I go there. Um it was a bit of culture shock for me so mm-hmm. I ended up transferring back to Arizona State my senior year I played in like 15 games my senior year and then I ended up having what was my fifth surgery on my left knee which God. was a a big one it was a, an actual cadaver transplant of my meniscus Yeah um, I read that. back then this was 1999 it was the first person in Arizona to ever actually have this procedure done and long story short um well, after the surgery, you know, I I my intention was to only play in 15 games, save my senior year by medical redshirting and hopefully come back, but mm-hmm. you know, once the surgery was complete in that first month, I was actually bedridden. It, you know, after the surgery, I, I I had to literally drop out of my classes because I couldn't show up for school because I was just so yeah. su- in such pain and and taking so many you know, pain medications. I was just not myself. So um I knew that that was probably the end of the run for me for baseball, mm-hmm. but I never really had a, a, a plan B, you know, growing yeah. up, this was, this was who I was, you know, playing baseball. Your and whole
1: identity, your ego, yeah. everything.
0: Everything was tied up in the fact that I was a baseball player and mm-hmm. I didn't ever have a, a plan B. And so, you know, one day that's, com- that's taken away from me and my identity has gone. And so you know, it sent me down a long road of addiction. And, you know, yeah. there was a lot of pain from, of and course. just loss loss of purpose from from my identity being taken away from me. And for a while, you know, I I blamed it on the doctors and the doctor wasn't great the way he handled the whole situation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was prescribed a ton. I was taking 80 Percocet a week for the first month. And then the my doctor God. cut me off completely cold turkey. And oh. so for, for a while, I, you know, and after- before I actually did the work, the soul work, the 12 step yeah. work, when I was, you know, <clears throat> recovering after mm-hmm. about a, you know, a long run of addiction. How long
1: of a run was it?
0: I, I mean, mean, I, I was, you know, it was, it took me about 10 years after that to, to finally get my life straight. Yeah. Um, there's about five, six years where I was just not in a great place.
1: Just, you know, cause I don't see, you know, I don't see you as that person. And I try to just kind of go, wow, I wonder what happened. Was it like a closet thing? Like you were just popping them in the closet or were you like a sloppy, like, I just do anything to kill the pain?
0: Yeah, no, I think I was probably all of the above, you know, trying to hide it and yeah, trying to hide it and, you know, just basically waking up in the morning and, um, being riddled in fear and anxiety, um, yeah. And so, not really just take. And it wasn't. It got to the point where it wasn't taking pills to to get messed up or get high. It was about taking them to feel normal. Right. And so the pain, just to get to yeah, that, the f- that
1: balance exactly existence.
0: The fear and the anxiety God, those would go are so away.
1: Bad. Why are they? They shouldn't. Okay, keep going because I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Your story because it is so interesting, and I know that. You know, I was telling you we just had a teacher training that we did for a studio, Shine Studios, in Stockton, California. By the way. And I was telling Alyssa, the the owner there, I'm like, people are coming to teacher training and people are coming to yoga because they're in a change, in a shift or in pain. And so it's super important for yoga teachers to know that and studio owners and teacher training programs that, you know, most people showing up at the door are looking for something. And I just, you know, I know that you were in that space. And when was it that you kind of went like, Oh my god! I went to yoga and I felt something. Or what happened?
0: Yeah. So it it, it took my mom was the one that actually got That's me into right. yoga, and Love she her. would always uh, in the towards my bottom. You know, she would always nudge me to come to yoga. Yes. Um. You know, just come with me one time, and I would always tell her. Yoga's for girls and hippies. I'm not doing that stuff. Oh,
1: thanks. that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, well, I that was that <laughs> was
0: That was my mindset at the time. You know, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, I was doing things my way and not open minded to anything else that might uh, you know save my body and right. save my soul. And I you know, I went one time with her to a gym yoga class. I think it was like a Bally's right around here. And um, after the class, I knew I would do yoga the rest of my life but from a physical standpoint, mm-hmm. just the reprieve I got from my hips and my low mm-hmm. back from just years and years of favoring my left leg. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I tell people that I started yoga to, to fix my body, but little did I know what it would do for the mind and the soul. And, you know, and so as I continued to practice and, and getting the love and the taste and the, all the gifts of, of yoga, you know, I went to teacher training and, I, right. and my mindset was that I'm, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. I wanna learn the anatomy, the history, the lineage mm-hmm. and all that. But then once I got to teacher training, it was like,
1: oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta
0: share this. I'm ready to teach. Let's do this. And um you Where know, did
1: you go through teacher training?
0: Um Life Power. So okay. Life Power had purchased at once. So yeah, and, it was At One's mm-hmm. teacher training program at yep. the time. Um, but it was through Life Power. So it was like John and Jen yeah. and Anton and Cheryl Oliver. So um, great teachers to learn from. And, you know, I was just on fire from, you know, I I truly feel like I tell people yoga saved my life.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody says that about yoga. I mean, many people do. I mean, yoga saved my life so many times. And, you know, that's why we want to spread it and share it and get more people into it because it really works, you know, for whatever purpose or whatever you're kind of searching for, I mean, the one thing that it does is just kind of connects you to your true self, you know? And I feel like for so long, for so many years, we're always trained to be like, I am a baseball player. I am an artist. I am this, I am that, but really you just, I am, Yeah. you know, and for people to learn how to get back to that space and then they can start anew because the other thing I, and I think it would, it helps people in recovery so much is that You know, we don't like to go backwards and go like blame people and I'm mad at this person for this happening. It's like, let's just be present, acknowledge what happened and just move forward and let it go. So
0: Sure, yeah. So I you know, I believe that all addiction is stems from unresolved pain. Totally. So, you know, whether it's and and addiction of whatever form, there's a thousand forms of addiction out there, whether Mm -hmm. it's Drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, technology, there's a lot of stuff out there, yes. so at the core, like I you know, for me, it was unresolved pain. I had lost my identity as a baseball player, mm-hmm. I had resentments towards doctors and just my life not turning out the way I expected it to turn out mm-hmm. um, and until I actually did the work, the twelve step work and starting yoga and really transforming the way i I saw things, um, you know, I was able to realized that it wasn't the doctors, it wasn't, you know, placing blame. It was, I, I lost who I was. Yeah. And so the practice, yeah, the yoga practice, you know, at the center of the practice, it's all about love. And at the center of our hearts, it's all about love, but like life happens and things happen. And so we start to like build these walls, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that separate us or block us from the very thing that we're looking for, which is usually love, you know, and so, the yoga practice, you know, there's no distractions when you're on your mat. There, well, there's one, and that's your, your thinking mind. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're off of our mat, there's a thousand different ways we can be distracted. We can um, numb ourselves or distract ourselves from actually feeling what we're feeling mm-hmm. in many ways. But when we're on our mats, the mind is the only thing that can really distract us. And so the whole practice is about actually training the mind to work for yeah. us and not against us.
1: The moving meditation of yoga.
0: Yeah, anchoring you know. us in the present moment. And sometimes, you know, the the moving meditation is is less challenging than the seated meditation. One hundred
1: percent. Yes. You know,
0: being able to connect and connect body and breath and unpeel and let go of the stuff that's ultimately just getting in the way. And so many times it's just us mm-hmm. in our own way. So mm-hmm. it's a lot about getting out of our own way and, mm-hmm. and connecting back to the truth which lies at the center of the heart.
1: That's right. God. Just love yoga so much, don't
0: you? (laughs) It's the best, and that's you you know that's where the passion comes from. So my my teaching style, like I want to teach to the masses, and I want to cast a wide net, and I want to reach as many people as possible because of what it did for me. Mm -hmm. And so the passion, and you know, I I teach um, I would say a very there's a deep message to my to my inspiration that I'm saying. But it's in messaging that everybody can relate. Yeah. So it's not going to be over anybody's head. And that's just falls into me wanting to reach as many people as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also sharing my story, letting them know that yeah. I'm not above them. I am right. like every day trying to do this work and I am far from perfect. And I might just be a little better than I was before. And, and you know, making life our practice is is the key because the work never stops.
1: Yeah. I just... I think what you're doing is so important. You know, who is um, Kia Miller's husband? Oh, Tommy Rosen. Yeah, Yeah. Tommy Rosen. He kind of was, I feel like, one of the first guys to kind of come out and say, you know, I'm an addict, I'm doing 12 steps, and I'm also a yoga teacher, and then started integrating the the two. Um, But I just feel like it's such a safe place for people to come to that journey through yoga or yoga class or how do you how do you kind of combine those two things like recovery and yoga when with your students not for yourself because I I know what you do but you know I mean I'm sure you have students who come up to you once in a while and say hey I need help or you know how do I start this journey to becoming you know sober and yeah. not needing these things in my life that I feel like I'm overdoing
0: Sure so the for me, the foundation of my recovery and and sobriety is is the yoga and is the is recovery and the twelve step work mm-hmm. and the service work and the stuff that falls under um the recovery side of it. But, um, you know, I I just feel like for me, the yoga piece of it, the one with the twelve step program, the one thing that I I feel is missing is the mind body connection. Yeah. So what yoga gives me is that so that we, there's amazing work and transformation done within the 12 steps but but if you believe in the mind body connection and that the body remembers everything mm-hmm. then all of our resentments and shame and guilt and all the stuff that we we work through to find mm-hmm. freedom in the 12 steps the one thing missing is the 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 mind body mm-hmm. working through our stu- stuff and moving energy and holding postures creating tension in your body to release tension, right? You know, they like in the hips. I always say the the hips are like a junk drawer for a lifetime yeah. of just our crap that we've held on to.
1: It's the pain body, yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, and that's the one piece that um, you know, I feel like I, I often see people with long term sobriety, and I just there's something you can see it. They're still not free, right? You and I'm not saying I, I'm body. not saying I I am. <laughs> I'm just saying that the yoga piece of it is the missing piece, yeah, or that last piece to the puzzle that you know, integrates it all. And so if people come up to me and, and, you know, and I'm very public about my story and it's right. funny because, you know, you mentioned Tommy Rosen and the the people that publicly come out about being in recovery. And, you know, for the first couple of years, nah, first year and a half of teaching um, the people closest to me knew, but not all right. my students, I wasn't putting it out there. And uh, me and Anton, who you've had on as a guest, who's one yeah. of my closest friends um, We created, I went to uh, Sean Korn's Off the Mat Into the World Leadership Training and mm-hmm. just came back from that, you know, transform. She'll often say in her classes, um, you know, how dare we not? And those words, so she said, it, mm, the first time I, I heard that. it was at Wonderless. It was the first time I experienced the Sean Korn class. And, you know, I, for me, it was like, how dare I not use this platform I've been given yeah. for something bigger than just, teaching physical asana classes just talking about poses like that's just a small piece of it and yeah. i know even like here in phoenix and and you know so teaching in areas that are you know maybe a little bit more wealthy than other parts of the country like knowing that people are showing up in big cars nice mm-hmm. outfits everything but on the inside like i knew people are dying yeah you know and so to be able to to get beyond just the physical posture and the physical body and start to teach into the heart. And so I did her teacher training. Um, I came back or leadership training. I came back, you know, or during it, she said those words again. And so for this time it was, how dare I not share my story? Yeah. And so I, we came back, we had to do a service project and, and came back and created a Sunday yoga service. And me and Anton I taught it, that. taught it for a year and raised a bunch of money for her organization. And, the first one we did is when I in a sense publicly came out. came out and told everybody about my story and from that moment on everything changed for me. So like
1: Wow, that's yeah. so cool. Well, I mean
0: everything I, I thought like you you know as a newer teacher you want to following, you want people to like yeah. you and you want your classes to be full.
1: Well, that's your but, ego talking. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> but the
0: second I get real, you know, and 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 be seen and and be vulnerable and share my story, everything that's changed. That's when the magic
1: happens. Yeah. Okay, so two things so First thing is, I think we're going to send, like, the Lotus House leaders to the Sean Korn off-the-mat training. Yeah. Amazing. Number one. I
0: mean, rock, it'll rock their world. It's it's one of the—I mean, I still ride off that inspiration um, that I was given those five days, and to get five days with Sean yeah. um, and Suzanne Sterling and Hala, I mean, mm-hmm. it was it life-changing. It changed. I always say that she and that—those five days really changed or made yoga make sense for me. Hmm. From a mind-body and dealing yeah. with, you know, understanding trauma and the body remembering everything. and There is no separation. Mm-hmm. Um, And then just so many, you know, pearls of wisdom from her words because she's yeah. just on fire all the time. She is. Because she's doing the work.
1: She is. She made so many big changes in the yoga industry <clears throat> and just women and politics. She's just out there. I love it. She's such a strong voice. And it's really weird because I feel like I know – This is going back in time, but in the 80s, she used to live in New York City, and we would go to New York City and go to the Limelight, which is a club. That was a cool club, by the Uh, way. She was a bouncer or something there. She uh, worked there, this yoga teacher, Byron. Yep. And I, you know how you kind of go back and you're like, I swear to God, I probably was standing right next to her while (laughs) I was there, you know, and it's like, I do that all the time with people. But number two, so- Opening up like that and being vulnerable, I feel like now you're doing life coaching, which is huge. And this is where you can really make a huge impact on people's lives. I know because I've been doing it for a couple of years and it's probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done personally. But with your experience and your knowledge and your wisdom base, I think what you're doing with the life coaching thing is just gonna be so valuable to people. So tell us a little bit about where that came from and a little bit about, everybody's uh, coaching is a little bit different. Ours is all based on the energy body. Um, but I did a little looking at yours and you've got like some cool headphone thing and I'm like, I wanna get on it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. so my coaching program is called The Shift and it's mm-hmm. transformation of the mind, body, soul. Um, and I think for, for me getting into it, as a yoga teacher, my students and, you know, maybe the people that are, are following me have access to me during class, mm-hmm. five minutes after class, 10 minutes after, before class, whatever it might be. And then some posting on social media, but that was it. And so, you know, to be able to dive deeper and, and, and the yoga piece of it, like building, you know, a network of people, just how can I reach them more? Mm-hmm. How can I connect on a deeper level like if we're talking mm-hmm. mind body soul mm-hmm. um I feel like this is the soul work mm-hmm. you know and so being able to focus on mind body soul and everybody you know that that I feel like everybody there's something happening in our lives where the universe is always moving always expanding and so we can either stay stuck or we can right. evolve with it right and right. so the whole idea of the coaching program is understanding, like, you know, just identifying or creating a sense of clarity of where are you right now and mm-hmm. where you're wanting to go mm-hmm. and then how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then uncovering, there's always something stopping, stopping us from getting there.
1: Fear, so Yeah. Actually.
0: Fear, whatever, whatever form of fear it might be showing mm-hmm. up. Um, and a lot of it is happening in between our two ears. Mm-hmm. Um, so uncovering what that is, like what's blocking us, what gets getting in the way, and then discovering all the essential building blocks and tools, like what tools can we use? And, you know, mindfulness is a huge piece of it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so all my, my coaching program is a 90 day program. Mm -hmm. Um, with the program, you get 12 coaching sessions and, and then a Muse meditation headset. So the headset, it's a headband and the headband actually measures your brain activity. So it'll determine you could do a, Five minute meditation, 10, or as long as you want to do it, and it'll break down at the end, how long was your brain active for? How brain Crazy. how long was it um, neutral and how long was it calm
1: for? And so it and has so it's kind of like a mood <clears throat> mood ring on your head. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's mood ring. You remember the, the gemstone changed colors when you were like, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yes, kind of kind of. <laughs> um, but you know, two thousand and eighteen stuff. Yes, yes. So yeah, so it does that and it has this really cool gaming aspect to it so when you' when your brain gets completely calm, it actually you can pick whatever type of background music you want ocean, desert, rainforest, maybe some music mm-hmm. um, but when your brain's completely calm, it'll um, create a bird chirping sound, like a nice pleasant bird chirping and so at the end it'll like tell you how many birds you got. And so it doesn't matter what happens during the meditation, but for a lot of people that are new to meditation or analytical people that actually need to see like tangible results, if you will. Yeah. um, It's a great way to just give feedback on what's going on during your meditation. But I always say that it doesn't matter what happens during your meditation and what matters what happens is the rest of the day, you know, same thing on your mat. And so, but it is a great way to, I mean, I use it, I try to use it every day and I, and I still love it because yeah, I can tell, like it's, it's dead on as far as accuracy. Cause I'll know if my mind drifted and, um, oh, and it also, it also tells you how many times you recover, meaning you've noticed your mind leave and you've brought it back Ooh. and that's mindfulness, right? Yeah. So that it's in the noticing. I always compare it to if you were to build physical strength, you would do a a rep with a free mm-hmm. weight. You know, some kind of physical exercise. Mm-hmm. Well, every time with building mental strength, when you notice your mind leave and you bring it back, every time you do that, you're building mental strength. So mm-hmm. it's like doing a mental push-up, if you will. But that's how we create awareness, and so mm-hmm. we practice it. And you know, I like to say, like, what we practice will grow stronger. So we have all these little tools, these awareness practices, meditation. You know, a lot of um, personal development, self development exercises, mm-hmm. v- values, goals, mission statements, and all these things we can dive into yeah. to just gain tools so we can step into our truth. I always say that my my purpose is to inspire, teach, and empower others to own their greatness yeah. and, and and step into their purpose and, and and stop playing small.
1: Yes, that's exactly what we do too. Where. We have, so it's all based on the chakra system and we have a over the phone interview um with open-ended questions where we can identify, you know, where the energy is stuck or where it's over working, underworking and not that it's scientific or anything, but it just kind of gives us a gauge of where that person is energetically. And then we take that information and then that helps build the program of what we do. Um, But you know, I've spent a lot of years coaching people and and consulting with people in my HR work. And um, it's just, I feel like people don't have someone to really express their true feelings with um, without feeling like they're being judged or, or, you know, criticized or something like that. So, you know, our program is really just identifying who that true self person is, find that person and then discovering what that person's life path could be if they followed their dreams and did what they felt right and weren't fearful. And so it's just such an amazing process. And I feel like coaching life coaching, you know, people are getting away from traditional therapy so much because it's, I, I mean, I've been in it. Have you ever done traditional? Yeah, I yeah. still do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The well, work never stops.
1: I feel like that's my phone in the background. <clears throat> God, I wonder who's calling me. Probably everyone, but you know, traditional therapy for me personally, I just didn't like the thought of going back and blaming people for stuff. I was like, I'm just going to be held accountable for whatever happened and whatever happened was supposed to happen. So um, I think that that's really cool. And I think, how did you get involved with the, is shift a partner of yours?
0: No, that's my own. I, I just love the word, the tag, you know, and so. So
1: the headband thing is that. Oh, that's,
0: that's Muse. Yeah. Muse. So there, I'm an ambassador for them. Um, and, you know, so basically each one of my clients just gets one as part of the coaching package. Wow. So they'll get the 12, the 12 coaching sessions, a 90 day workbook um, that has just journaling yeah. basically done for you. Questions, you know, gratitude stuff. Having a word for the day. How do you want to feel today? You know, goals, at beginning of the week, end of the week stuff. Just, you know, certain things to establish a rhythm in your day, like mm-hmm. win the morning and get up and do your meditation and write in your journal and just answer the questions that I've already written down for you. Yes. You know, or answer the questions to them and um, building positive momentum throughout your day. So I've, I've had some pretty you know i used i i meditate every morning before i do anything else and mm-hmm. you know that wasn't always the case and and you know and and since i've started to do that um the 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 difference in my day in the flow of my day you know i used to get up wake up grab coffee grab my phone get on email social media and go right into reactive mode yeah and um someone took me through a really cool meditation and you know, they the, basically, the meditation was, okay, I want you to visualize, well, I'm going to walk you through that morning or your morning. And, you know, you're, you're you know, she took me through and said, you're, you're going to walk through a movie theater and visualize a screen. And on that screen, the first, med- the first screen is going to be of you choosing to go down that rabbit hole of email, social media. Okay. The second screen would be you choosing meditation and the third screen will be just a blank screen. Mm-hmm. And so she said, when I make this swishing sound, <clears throat> just what the screen's going to change. It'll go from the social media to the meditation, the meditation to, to the, the blank. blank. And she starts going, whoo, whoo, whoo. and I just visualize it. And she's like, all right. She did it for a couple of minutes and goes, we'll just see how it goes in the next couple of days. And ever since that day, there, the awareness to make a conscious choice of every morning to choose meditation, it's, it, I've done it every day since.
1: What, how did you, I mean, so you have the three screens, but why did you not go towards the first screen anymore? You went to the meditation.
0: She just, she said, she's she's like, just, you know, that's, that's the meditation. Like, that's it. So So, that's the choice. So I don't know something in the subconscious mind or something through that visualization, but I was, I guess it's awareness, like everything we're doing and talking about, it's like, consciously choosing and remembering that I moment. Because I need to do this, by the yeah. way.
1: This is what you're teaching me right now. Like I, I mean, need to actually practice this.
0: And the days I, so, you know, the days leading up to that, where, where I was doing it, but not doing it every time, the difference of just simply choosing email first and then doing meditation. My days in traffic, I'm, I'm you know, stressed. Irritable, stressed, yeah. like totally sure. in my head. Yeah. And not then present. <laughs> just making that conscious choice. And then, you know, it's like winning oh the my morning. God, I'm going to do this. Win the morning and win the day, so you can win your month. And win, you know, it's just positive momentum. I'm making the choices to do that, and it's 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 made a huge impact for me. You know, wow. the days that when I wasn't
1: doing it, I mean, I was a mess. That's crazy. Yeah. That it can make that big of an impact on your day. Hey, Byron, do you mm-hmm. meditate? No. Why? <laughs> Are you going to try? I don't know. You should. I might. I'm not opposed to it. I feel like in your business you know, because you're surrounded by electrical things and technology, mm-hmm. it might be cool for you just to kind of like sit and just look at, you know, your inside for a little bit. Right. Okay. I'm going to send you one.
0: Okay. Or maybe Do Donnie, it.
1: maybe Donnie will send us one. Yeah. There's
0: some, there's some, I, I have some that are, are on my website that you can download. they are four okay, free s- simple cool. ones.
1: What's your website?
0: <clears throat> um, It's just my name. It's Donnie Starkins.com. It's Donnie with a Y um, on the website. There's, and there's the meditations, there's information on my coaching program, there's a newsletter so you could jump on the homepage and enter your information. Um, there's all the stuff, the upcoming events and stuff that I have going on and some background about me.
1: Cool. Well, um, I, MC will tell you that I'm like a list person. So I did put together kind of a benefits for um, benefits you'll get when you go into a coaching program. And you can just jump in here if you think of anything else, but, um, I think having a personal life coach and again, you know, I'm not a medical professional, so I never claim to be even in life coaching. It's not really about that, but just helping you get to that clarity about what you want, why you want it and how you can get it. And you kind of said that earlier, um, bridging the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. I mean, think of how many people do you talk to that hate their jobs? Everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well then we need to change that. We need to make a change and we need to figure out how you can be happy in your work life too. Um, Strategies and techniques, which is like your toolbox to help you facilitate how to reach your goals faster. And then um, overcoming obstacles. Like I feel like a lot of people have the obstacle of fear, right? Or the obstacle of past pain, which is something that you know a lot about, Um, but just helping people overcome that through like breath work and meditation and yoga, asana. Um, And also a component that I would love for you to think about putting into your coaching is, they're calling me again, (laughs) (laughs) is uh, we have an element of superfoods in ours because we feel like if you're not eating right, then none of this is going to be as easy as if you're putting like really good nutrition into your body. So that's um, something I think as, you know, you would probably love to get involved in. Aren't you into nutrition Yeah, too? And,
0: and the health piece yeah. is, is a part of it because um, how we do anything is how we do everything, right? So what we're putting in and understanding a lot of people, you know, feel frustrated because they might, they can't lose a certain amount of weight yes. or they're not feeling good. And so understanding that every body's different and what you need you know, you might need more protein. Someone else might need more carbs. So understanding what's working, what's not working, but yeah, the health, the health and nutrition piece of it is essential.
1: Yeah. And I think that piece alone kind of happens naturally too, as people start to feel better, start to understand who they really are and they're not eating, you know, emotionally and they're putting better things in their body. So It's just kind of like this domino effect from when you get started with life coaching.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, we're not medical professionals, but I like to think that we are masters of habit change and we can, you know, having somebody in your corner, you know, a coach that's in your corner, because we, everybody knows innately like what to do. We just don't always do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so having somebody that's there that, that can, you can stay accountable to, but that can also give you a little kick in the butt when- when you're slacking off a little bit so that that accountability piece of it and you know having somebody that you can bounce stuff off of someone yeah. in a safe environment right. that you can share your stuff and the power of sharing it through your voice frees that whatever might be weighing you down the minute you start to share it this is you know one of the gifts and tools I learned in recovery is like sharing it, getting it out, removing mm-hmm. the power from you because otherwise yes. it's, it's, it's in you. Right. Oh and so, God, it's so speaking true. it through your voice, you're
1: already you finding more freedom. That's so true. It's so good. Well, okay. Well, I'm super excited about your, your year. You're going to have a great year. Um, and I know that you are super famous for a lot of things, but one of the things you're famous for is your little dogs. <laughs>
0: oh, Bubba and Cody.
1: Bubba and Cody, do yeah. they have their own social media? They do and platform? it's actually Bubba
0: <laughs> Bubba and Cody. Bubba is, and Cody. Yeah. Okay,
1: so we need to follow them on Instagram too. They're yeah. so cute. In fact, one of our yoga teachers in at Lotus just got a little one and I'm like Frenchie? Yeah, a little Frenchie. So I think you're you're starting a little a trend too. They're, so
0: yeah, they're amazing companions, and they I teach know. us, you know, more than anything. Like a dog's purpose is to be here now, you know. And if that's yes, if that's their purpose, we can learn a lot from our little fur babies. You yeah, know?
1: a dog is always present, aren't they?
0: <laughs> always yep. unconditional love, always showing Byron's up. Byron's got
1: you. cool dogs too, Jack yeah. Russells. So. Um, okay, so what's coming up? Anything coming up for you? Any workshops, trainings, retreats? Um, I I'm- have a
0: retreat in Sedona, Arizona, at Enchantment Resort. It's November thirtieth to December second.
1: Wow, um, that's a beautiful place. If anybody wants to go, they should.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, th- and that retreat is called "Be Here Now." Mm-hmm. That was inspired from my my other my third dog who passed away, Roxy. She was a twelve year old boxer, and just you know the the inspiration yeah. behind the the presence and unconditional love. So I. Name that retreat after her, but yeah. So that's November 30th to December 2nd. I've done retreats at Enchantment. and it's mo- one of the most magical places it in is. the world. And it's an hour and a, hour and forty five minutes from here. So um, that's my retreat for the end of the year. Yeah.
1: And then anything?
0: Um, there's a lot of stuff in the works for 2019. Really? I'm trying to th- yeah, Are you I'm, sharing? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know if I can because I don't. It's not official. I might. I mean, there's been talks, so mm-hmm. I don't want to. Oh jinx myself, I guess. Oh,
1: fun. Yeah, that's Stay exciting. Tuned. Of course. I'm always staying tuned to you. <laughs> um, cool. Well, you can always catch Donnie at uh around Phoenix, Scottsdale area teaching at you're teaching at Moksha and Madison and where else are you Modern, doing yoga. modern? Yeah. Okay. And his classes are amazing. And when you're not, you know, teaching the suns or the diamondbacks, because I know you're really into like coaching for athletes and yoga for athletes, that's so cool too. You can catch him on Instagram when he's on that second sc- or the first screen in the morning. <laughs> yeah,
0: the first screen and then all <laughs> yeah. that after.
1: Um, but <laughs> anyway, that's all for today, guys. So I just want to announce a couple of things that Lotus is doing. We are have our early bird pricing right now for our retreat down in Holbox, Mexico, which is like the coolest place on the planet. Um, and also we have Kamenete. Combin- Desai coming to Lotus House to do a Yoga Nidra teacher training, which is going to be amazing. Are you into Yoga Nidra? I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just life changing. And then also, do you know Darren Rhodes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Darren's coming to Lotus in November. So we have Wealth a lot of things. Knowledge. Yes, happening at Lotus this year, and hopefully you can make it before the winter season comes. So we need to like get our calendars out and schedule something. I know we need
0: to do that. I know we do. Get back to. Cornhusker country. I
1: know, and the sun has been shining there. So I don't know what four months you were there. <laughs> I was one of
0: the worst winners in 30 years. We had 18 games canceled that year that were never even made up. So it was it was bad timing too. Oh. but it was still amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. I just needed to see Great the sun. Great
1: people and isn't that weird. I wish we would have known you then. I know. You could have done teacher training at Lotus. Um, so anyway, well that's all for today, guys. So thanks so much for joining our tribe. And remember to stay present in all things. The vibe in us always honors the vibe in you. Let's keep it high. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks,
0: Donnie.